This is The Space Shot, episode 112 for September 3rd, 2017. Utopia Planitia. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. If I sound a little raspy today, it's because the town I live in currently has some smoke from a fire in Montana sitting overhead. If you're interested, NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, has a cool website that provides near-real-time imagery from the GOES West satellite. Way back in Episode 3, I talked about the GOES, or Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellites, so check out that episode if you want to know a little more. Being able to track fires and smoke from space is a pretty cool capability to have, I'm linking to a Landsat website in the show notes that goes over how satellite imagery was used to help fight a fire in Arizona back in 2011. On September 3, 1976, the Viking 2 lander touched down on Mars. After launching nearly a year earlier, on September 9, 1975, the Viking lander touched down at Utopia Planitia after a period of time where the Viking orbiter was looking for a suitable landing spot. The Viking landers were powered by radioisotope thermal generators that allowed them to operate in conditions where sunlight wouldn't have been plentiful enough for a solar-powered lander. Viking 2 touched down at 9.49 a.m. local Mars time, according to NASA. The lander also had one of its legs end up on top of a rock, causing the lander to tilt at an 8.2 degree angle. Right after touching down, the lander began to image the surrounding surface. Viking 2 sent back thousands of pictures of the surface, and it also took weather measurements during the time it was active. Back in 1996, as part of the 20th anniversary of the Viking lander's touching down on Mars, NASA, the Planetary Society, and the Smithsonian held events looking at the legacy of these missions. The NASA press release from 1996 sums up the Viking missions as follows. Quote, The Viking missions provided numerous insights into the nature and history of Mars, producing a vivid overall picture of a cold, weathered surface with reddish volcanic soil under a thin, dry carbon dioxide atmosphere, clear evidence for the existence of ancient riverbeds and vast floods, and no detectable seismic activity. Viking will probably most be remembered for its tantalizing search for signs of life on Mars. State-of-the-art at the time, the biology experiment package contained instruments that searched the Martian soil for evidence of metabolic processes like those found in bacteria, green plants, and animals on Earth. As is probably known, sadly, the Viking landers didn't find evidence of life on Mars where the landers touched down. All is not lost in the search for life on the Red Planet, though. Continued efforts to study Mars in greater detail have led to troves of data being gathered on Mars. Spacecraft have been active in orbit and on the surface since the late 1990s, and as of this year, we currently have eight missions active at Mars. If you watch Star Trek, Utopia Planitia may sound familiar because it's a fictional shipyard in the Star Trek universe. It's where many starships, like the Enterprise-D and USS Voyager, were built, and this orbital complex was mentioned in several episodes. The reason I'm bringing it up today is this fictional shipyard orbits above Utopia Planitia, the area of Mars that Viking 2 landed at. 
Also on this day in 1997, the Star Trek Voyager Season 4 premiere aired on TV. Scorpion Part 2 saw the crew of the Voyager continue their alliance with the Borg to defeat an even more powerful enemy. The Season 3 finale and beginning of Season 4 were when the character Seven of Nine was introduced to the crew. As a self-avowed Trekkie, I've seen every episode of every Star Trek series, and I'll admit, I wasn't a huge Voyager fan. The series did have some of its better moments, starting in Season 4 and going on from there. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.